Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, we would like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. Flip-flop lay in the ice cave near the underwater entrance all night. The penguins brought him hot stones from hot springs for him to warm his fur, and he gradually warmed and dried himself. As penguins arrived in the cave carrying the hot stones, they told tales of frostbites, sanguins spreading out far and wide, some of them even daring to enter the caves, searching for Flip-Flop and the penguins. But, they said, there are good signs, too. It is not as cold as it was because Frostbite's power is weakening. Without the Frost Crown, excellent, said Flip-Flop. Flippo said, Hey, good buddy, I think we got a chance here. We're starting a little bit of a thaw. Flip-Flop said, yes. Tomorrow, I will have to go back to the Elysium and see whether the loss of the crown has weakened Frostbite's hold on the Cat's Paw Highway enough for me to get out with the Cat Gem back to Flibberty Gibbet and see if he can help me restore it. He then slept through the night, the penguins keeping him warm. When he woke in the morning, his fur was dry from the body heat of the penguins that were sleeping near him and from the hot stones that they had brought him during the night. His teeth were no longer chattering, and he felt good, glad to be rid of the crown, glad that Frostbite no longer had it, and ready to face what would come when they ventured back to the Elysium. When they woke, when he woke, Flippo was already awake. Hey, all right, glad to see you up, Flip-Flop. So, that was quite the plan yesterday. Here's what's happened overnight. My penguins have said that many of the sanguins are leaving. They're fairy creatures, and so they were attracted by Frostbite's power with his frost crown. But now they're going back to do whatever sanguins do, and they're not serving frost fairies, I guess. He still has a lot of them left, but there are a lot fewer than there were yesterday, so you've scored a big victory no matter what comes next. Flip-Flop said, it's not enough. I didn't just set out to weaken Frostbite. He's taken the Elysium from cats everywhere, and it was my duty to guard it. I have to bring it back. I have to restore the cat gem. And to do that, I've got to get on the cat's paw highway. Well, that may not be quite so easy. He's left some sanguins guarding it. Well then, said Flip-Flop, it's a good thing I've got some penguins with me, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. They tramped through the ice tunnels and ice caves. Flip-Flop took a few moments to pause and admire the beauty of the ice-covered walls, the boulders and stalactites and stalactites. He thought, some of these ice caves, it must have been the first time a cat had ever seen them, with the sun just penetrating down through the ice above them, lending everything a pale blue glow. They walked for quite some time. Once, they came across a single sanguine, but when it saw 
all the penguins, and Flip-Flop, it shrieked and turned and ran from them as fast as it could. They traveled on through much of the morning and stopped for a brief lunch. The penguins always had plenty of fish that they had brought in from the ocean, and Flip-Flop was starting to get used to it. He had always liked fish. His favorite, like Flippity Gibbet, was tuna fish. But he really liked the haddock and the perch that the penguins brought, too. And he thought that maybe he would have to see if it was possible to make haddock sandwiches after all of this was over. After lunch, they traveled on a little further, and they reached the ice cave that he and Layla had been at before when they had looked down into the Elysium. They looked down and saw nothing. The Elysium was empty. Hmm thought Flip-Flop. That's strange. I thought you said there were sanguins and that Frostbite had sent to guard it earlier. Well, there were. At least that's what my penguin scouts told me, said Flippo. Maybe they're among the sanguins that decided to leave when he lost the frost crown. Huh, said Flip-Flop. He looked, squinting his sharp cat eyes. He said, you know, the ice on the Cat's Paw Highway doesn't look nearly as thick as it was. Maybe it's, uh... Maybe it'll work. Maybe his magic's weakened enough that I can get out. Well, here's hoping, buddy, said Flippo. You ready? Definitely, said Flip-Flop. They started down the hill. And when they had just crossed the border of the, the former border of the Elysium, passing some of the frozen trees, Flip-Flop heard behind him a sound that he did not want to hear. The sound was this. <coughs> Looking back, he saw a large group of sanguins coming down the hill after them. It's a trap, yelled Flip-Flop. Run, good buddy, run, yelled Flippo. See if you can get to that cat's paw highway. So Flip-Flop ran at full speed, bounding across the Elysium in great strides, with the penguins belly flopped behind him. The sanguins were taking to the air and chasing after them, and then they came around a corner to the Cat's Paw Highway, and in front of them, laughing his little <laughs> laugh, was Frostbite with an, another group of sanguins. He was standing between Flip-Flop and the Cat's Paw Highway. Flip-Flop patted the pouches that he carried, but he had no more itching powder. His water gun was empty. He had no whoopee cushion with him. Frostbite said, <laughs> Not so full of jokes, are you now? You're spending the rest of your life as an ice statue in my palace. Be a reminder to those who cross me what happens. Flip-Flop stared at Frostbite, and then his eyes widened. He saw that behind Frostbite, the ice on the Cat's Paw Highway was melting. It was melting faster and faster. There was were rivulets of water running down the sides. He thought, oh, if only I could reach the Cat's Paw Highway, I could probably escape now. I bet you the magic's weak enough. I could escape. He looked at Frostbite. I have to distract him. See if I can find a way around him, he said. So, Frostbite, um, aren't you worried about the fact that your ice is melting? What? Frostbite turned and looked. Ah, well... Maybe it is, but you're not going anywhere anyway. 
and Frostbite drew out his wand, and he pointed it at Flip-Flop. Flip-Flop closed his eyes, knowing that this was finally the end of his adventure. And then he heard the noise. At first, he thought it was the noise of Frostbite's wand firing, but then he heard this. Why are you in my Elysium, a little frost fairy? Flip-Flop's eyes popped open. There, on the Cat's Paw Highway, with his great teeth bared, those green tiger eyes looking straight at Frostbite, was Flippity-Gibbet, king of the cats. Around him were thirty of his best household guards. They all were wearing their cat battle armor, and their teeth were bared. Frostbite said, How did you get here? That cat's paw highway should have been out of commission forever. You, I think, are not welcome here, said Flippity Chippet. And with a great leap, he leapt at Frostbite and knocked the wand out of his hand. And then the cat guards leapt at the sanguins, and with great swipes of their paws sent them running off into the snow. The penguins that were with Flip-Flop and Flip-Flop himself turned, and they went after the sanguins that had been chasing them down the hill. The sanguins, seeing that they were outnumbered and that the tide had turned, ran away up the hill. In moments, the battle was over. The cats were once again in possession of the Elysium. Flippity Gibbet came forward and looked at Flip-Flop for a moment. Are you all right, my nephew? <sighs> I am. I am so glad to see you, Flippity Gibbet. I failed. I failed to protect the Elysium. Oh, you have not failed. The Elysium will live again. As long as you have uh, protected the cut gem, do you... Of the cat gem, or Flip-Flop? Flip-Flop reached into his pouch and brought out the cat gem. Flippity-Gibbet examined it carefully for a moment. He said, Oh, well, this is a mild fault of Flip-Flop. This cat gem has not been uh, recharged in a uh, too long, and it has its powers have waned. We must uh, recharge it. How do we do that, said Flip-Flop? We must recharge it with the things that are the essence of the cat. He said, I think there are three things that we need. Hold on one moment. And he sent some of his guards off the cat's paw highway. He said, the first thing that the cat gem needs to recharge it with the essence of the cat is it needs a cat growl i will supply that and he bared his teeth and opened his mouth and said and gave a great growl that made all the penguins jump being a little bit a little bit startled a little bit afraid of him and just then they heard the of someone arriving by the Cat's Paw Highway, and Theodore stepped down. Flippity Gibbet turned and said, Oh, Theodore, it is 
a good reviewer. This costume needs recharged. It is all out of the things a cat must have. I have given it my growl. Will you give it your purr? You have the uh, the very best purr in all of Cotton. And so Theodore walked up to the gym, and he bent his face down in front of it, and he said, <laughs> After Flippity Gibbet had growled at the cat gym, it had gone from that faint, faint, purplish glow to the dull red that it had been earlier. And after Theodore had purred at it, it had gone to being a brighter orange. And Flip-Flop said, what does it need still, Flip-Flip, what's left? What, what is it that, it that makes a cat besides the growl and the purr? And flip smiled up and he said, we have growls because we are a great warriors and hunters. We appear because we are brave friends and companions. And we laugh because we like to play and play jokes. And of all the princes of Catdom, oh, my nephew, I think you have the very best laugh. Will you help me finish restoring the cat, Jim? And Flip-Flop was so happy to hear that that he just spontaneously burst out with a ha 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 And as he laughed, the cat, Jim, went from a dim orange glow to a bright yellow glow the bright yellow glow that he knew and loved, and he could feel the warmth radiating out of it. He took it back into the central pavilion of the Elysium and set it in its place on the pedestal. And as all the cats watched, starting in a little circle around the pedestal and then spreading out to all of the inside of the building, the snow and ice began to melt as the cat gem glowed brighter and brighter. They could feel its warmth, and the, the snow and ice were melting in a circle, spreading away faster and faster. The rides melted. The ice that was in the water rides melted. As the circle of warmth hit the trees, the ice melted off them, and their leaves that were orange and still hanging on began to perk up and turn green, and before their eyes they sprouted new leaves. The circle spread and spread and spread, and then stopped right at the exact border that had always, as long as cats could remember, been the border of the Elysium. Everything was as it had been. The Elysium was again an island of summer fun, in the middle of the South Pole. Flippo turned to Flip-Flop and said, Well, we'll be seeing you around, good buddy. I like your park here, but it's a little bit warm for us. And besides, I'm starting to feel a little, little uh, hungry. I think it's time to go fishing. Flip-Flop said, Thank you. I could not have done this without you. If the penguins ever need help, know 
that the cats will always stand by your side. And Flibberty Gibbet bowed his head to Flippo and said, I thank you for your help, my ally, king of the penguins. And then the penguins turned and left. Flibberty Gibbet and his guards got back on the cat's paw highway. Flibberty Gibbet turned and said, You have done very well, my nephew. I will let my subjects know that the Elysium is again open and guarded by the mighty and hilarious of Flipflop. And with that, he disappeared. And Flipflop began walking the borders of the Elysium, checking that all was well and awaiting his first visitors. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com, and you can also find us on most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.